you know, the biggest thing that I always talk to people when I talk about, like, you want to make sure that you find something that can be easily repeated. And when you can find something that's repeatable, that's where you find that scalability. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back. We are excited to be here with you for another episode of the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. And today we're talking about creating or recreating a business model that is repeatable and scalable. Ooh, this is like my favorite thing. This is your your jam. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, funny backstory on this is that when Anne and I really first started talking about balanced lifestyles. This was a couple of years ago. I actually think it was right at the start of the pandemic. And Anne was the person that convinced me that probably unknowingly that (laughs) I needed to reevaluate my own business model and how I was spending my time. And so I'm kind of excited to dive into this topic. Oh yeah. I remember that conversation because Actually, we had talked about working together in a different capacity. Yeah. And I ended up saying, you know, while I'd love to work with you, that's just not the direction that I see my business going in. And this is the direction I want to move forward in. Um, These are kind of, you know, the things that I'm doing in my business to kind of keep it all in the same wheelhouse to have the repeatability for the scalability. And yeah, I guess I never knew that that really sparked that within you. I think that the biggest backstory that we could provide on this particular topic actually starts back when you and I left the traditional nine to five workforce to start working for ourselves. Because when we did that, It was actually a lot different. The market was a lot different. There weren't as many opportunities for freelance and contract work, and you had to work a lot harder to prove yourself. Remote work was not as widely accepted as it is today. So finding business and growing business, because of those things that made it very easy to get caught up in the hustle culture of constantly working, constantly taking on new business, because it really was feast or famine. If you weren't constantly hustling, there was a chance that you weren't going to have income coming in. Over the last decade, but especially over the last two years, if the pandemic did anything positive for us, it was that it made remote work more accessible, it made it more mainstream, and it created a lot more uh, widely accepted opportunities to find the type of work that you want to take on to grow into the niche that you want to grow into or create a uh, non-nine-to-five business for yourself. It's crazy. I've had that conversation so many times with people that obviously this pandemic is, there's a lot of things that aren't great about it, right? But there's some things that we can pull that I feel like have really changed the way the work culture is. And like you said, one of that is really opportunities for remote work. It's given you the opportunity to be able to say, 
no to things Mm -hmm. that don't align with where you want to go with your business. And I think, you know, the biggest thing that I always talk to people when I talk about, like, you want to make sure that you find something that can be easily repeated. And when you can find something that's repeatable, that's where you find that scalability. And I even got stuck in this trap where every time I was bringing on a new client, it looked different. And I'm not talking about like little differences, like little differences are okay. You don't have to have this cookie cutter template that every single project or client is going to look exactly the same. But I'm telling you, every single person that I was working with was different. It looked very different. And even just to send out like a proposal, it took so much time and Mm -hmm. energy and brain power. And I was constantly reinventing the wheel. And when you're constantly reinventing the wheel, you're just, you're not going to be able to grow most likely at the pace that you want to grow. And so I've even had gone through like the evolution of my business, creating something that's more repeatable and scalable. But it really, for me, it started with understanding what to say no to. And I think that is really important as well. When we talk about finding something that's repeatable, that you can scale is thinking about, okay, what do I love to do? Like, what are the things that for me come really naturally? What are the things that maybe I can do consistently that I enjoy doing and that also other people can benefit from? And if someone comes to you and asks you, like you came to me, Courtney, a couple of years ago and says, oh, but you know, could you do this? Well, yeah, I could do that, but I'm not, I'm going to say no. And I think by having the ability to say no, you're saying yes to something else. I love that. I think that that's so smart. And honestly, our goal, especially as you and I have come together this year to work together on this project, our goal is to work smarter and not harder. And our goal is to stop trading basic hours for dollars and instead trade expertise for compensation. And when you're looking at the future of your business, by being able to trade expertise for compensation in whatever way that looks like, it could be that you're able to do a group coaching program. It could be that you're able to charge a flat fee instead of charging per hour. It could be that you're selling you know, digital downloads or courses. It, it can look like a lot of different things. And it doesn't have to look like just one thing forever within your business, you may start trading dollars for hours because you have to start somewhere. You have to start building your portfolio. You have to start building your network and your options. But knowing that you don't want to stay in that channel, you can limit yourself to taking on only a certain amount of business that is forcing you to be available a certain number of hours to every client that you're working with while spending the rest of your time that you allot for working into building your business into something that is more repeatable or more scalable. And I think that's actually, that's important for you if you're looking to make the leap right now, but I think that's more important for you if you've already made the leap and now you're thinking, okay, what's next? How do I avoid getting burnt out on my business? How do I start scaling my business for my future? And I think that that's, I think it's a conundrum that a lot of people never successfully navigate their way out of because they're not intentional about how they're moving forward. So how can you 
move forward intentionally in your business or set yourself up for success to kind of transition into a better model for scalability. You and do a really good job with that because Anne's super organized. <laughs> and um Anne is like and I'm very type A. Anne is type A plus organization and has a process for literally everything. And it makes our life with this podcast so much easier. So I can only imagine how that works within your business. (laughs) I might have a problem, you guys, but no, I mean, it's just (laughs) for me, one of my favorite, another one of my favorite phrases is I want to work smarter, not harder. Just last night actually was having this conversation with a group of women business owners about how do we work less hours and make more money. I mean, who doesn't want to do that, right? Like <laughs> life goal, goal. life goals, work less, make more. But I think, you know, what you really need to do is you need to figure out what that looks like within your business. And when we talk about working smarter, working, you know, not harder, it is. It's about finding something that is easily repeatable, whether, like you said, like maybe you do group coaching. So instead of having 10 different people that you're doing one-on-ones with, you have a group of 10 people that can really come together and collaborate as a group, but also that's a lot less time on your plate. Maybe it's okay. Here are these four services that I want to offer and anything outside of that, I'm going to say no to you know, making sure that the energy that you put towards everything isn't like, it shouldn't be something that you have to sit down and re-strategize every single time. And like, we're all going to fall into that trap every so often. I fell into that trap, but when you can create a system within your business that is easy to follow, that's structured and organized and just, just wait you guys, because in a couple of weeks, we're going to start having guests on this podcast. And have I got the girl who has <gasps> all things about systems, like you think I'm organized. So more, more fun things to come. But I just think like having your business organized in a way that it just flows naturally and you're not scrambling every single time um, for every little detail of your business that's when you put hours back in your day. That's when you can log off at three 30 and go spend the day with your kids. You know, it's so important. Yeah. And I also think that being intentional with your time and knowing again, kind of coming back to that boundaries conversation of saying, these are the boundaries of when I'm working. One thing that I really like to do is I set office hours during the week. And so I have blocks of time and I limit, I really try to limit my calls to just those blocks of time. So I try to, I have it blocked off on my calendar. I try to schedule all of my calls during those hours. And every once in a while, I do have a call here and there that falls outside of those hours. But for the most part, I try to be very intentional about booking things during that time because I know that if I say yes to every single phone call, I wind up super burnt out because it takes a lot of energy to do phone calls and constantly be strategizing with people. Two, I get a lot of people that try to resolve things over a Zoom call, especially now that Zoom is so popular, instead of resolving it over an email when it's something that does not require a phone call. And three, I find myself better able to 
really predict how much work I'm able to take on, which makes it a lot easier to charge the rates that you should be charging because you're not overbooking yourself and you know that you need to charge what your time is worth. So I know that if I can only handle two to three phone calls a day and I only have two hours to get that in, I only have the bandwidth to take on a certain amount of consulting work um, or agency work because that's the time that I have available. And if people want to work directly with me instead of working with my team, then this is all that I have available. And there's a, there's a premium to that. So I think that it's, it sets you up for success from a mindset perspective. When you say, when you get very clear about these are the services I'm offering, or this is where I want to be. And here's how I'm going to get there. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love all of this so much. And I know that this is going to come up in conversation time and time again on this podcast, because both you and I, Courtney are really motivated by boundaries. And we know how important boundaries are, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you work from home and you're trying to balance your, you know, work from home life with, with kids, you have like those boundaries are so important in order to put time back in your day and work smarter and not harder. And I think, you know, what it's really circling back to is again, that finding something that can be repeated and you can scale is really sitting down and defining what you want to do, what you're good at, what your services are and sticking to that. And that's then where those boundaries come up. Because if you create something that is repeatable and someone comes to you and says, well, I want this. And it's, it's not in that bucket of what you said you're good at and what you want to do. It's going to take more time. It's going to take more energy. And then by saying yes to that, you're saying no to something else. So just remember, I, I feel like it's really, I am a yes person. I like to say yes. But I do feel confident that I'm also really good at holding boundaries and I have no problem saying no, (laughs) like that's just not what I'm able to do. And usually I like to be able to direct them somewhere else because I love to be able to solve people's problems. So maybe that's referring them to someone else who, you know, that is in their wheelhouse. But I think that really when, if you want something that's repeatable, you need to kind of have that understanding of this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm good at. And I can do this day in and day out. And here's my boundaries around that. And it's hard. It's uncomfortable. It's not hard to set boundaries. It's uncomfortable to maintain your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is, I struggle with that because I'm a yes person. And so I have to be very intentional about saying no. And I have to be very intentional about saying this is not the right fit. And I don't think that we should pursue this, or I don't think that this is the right client for our business because you don't want to turn down work. Like that's uncomfortable, especially as a woman. I feel like my husband doesn't have a problem saying this isn't the right fit for my business. And I don't want to take this on. For me as a woman, I feel like I want to, like, it's what you said, I want to help people. And I know that I could do that. Right. My team I could, could do, do that, that, but I don't, but it's not the right fit. So I need to say no. And I also have uh, learned that I need to put space between, between hearing about an opportunity and making a decision about an opportunity. So for me personally, 
I have to be able to step back. I can't say yes to things in the moment. And I have to be able to step back and say, this is exciting right now, but will I be excited about it and wanting to pursue it in another month or in three months or in six months? Because if the answer is no, then it's not a good fit for me to take that on long-term because I'm going to become overwhelmed or resentful that I have to do do it. Well, and I think that's, that's how I process things. And I know if I take on too much, I can't be a good mom. I can't be a good friend. I can't be a good wife. And I mean, my type A-ness has its downside (laughs) because like, if I am too overwhelmed and things are too disorganized, like I shut down. And so I try to keep those boundaries up because I know any project I take on, I want to be able to give 110%. And I won't be satisfied with anything less than that. And so having boundaries helps me to say yes to the things that I know I can give that 110% to and say no to the things that I, I probably could do. Yeah, I could do it, but it's not necessarily, it, it's going to stress me out more than it's going to be worth the income it's going to bring to me in my business. And I also think that it's important to remember, and I think you and I, we may have touched on this a little bit, but, and I think we've both learned this within our business is that when I say no to something, even if I have to fire a client, which rarely happens, but it does happen. When I say no, something better comes my way in the future. And it's the time that I would have put into dealing with that no, I would have put double the time into dealing with the no, because when I don't like doing something, it eats up so much of my headspace and I would not be able to have the the capacity to say yes to something else. When I say no to the thing that isn't the right fit, I get something that's a much better fit that ultimately winds up bringing in more and or better income for my family than the thing that I said no to. And so knowing that your no is basically saying, and this may not resonate with everybody, but saying yes to the universe that you're open to better opportunities, those opportunities do tend to come after you say no to the, to the opportunity that isn't the right fit. Yes. I could not agree with you more. I have a good friend. And again, this is someone who I know is coming on to our podcast. So maybe we can elaborate more when she's our guest, but she, she calls it your zone of genius. I love that. Right. It's, it's so good. So I think today, what I would love to challenge people to do is sit down and make a list, make a list of the things that you're good at and Mm -hmm. you love to do the things that you're good at and you don't like to do. And then maybe also think about those things that you're not really good at, but maybe you love to do them. And then those things that you're not good at and you don't love to do. And you know what? (laughs) This is very complicated. I feel like I need to, um, she has a worksheet. I should see if she'll share this worksheet with us. But basically what you want to do is you want to be able to define those things that you love to do and you're good at doing and make that list. And those are the things that you need to focus on for your business, the things that you're good at and that you love to do. And that's what you need to pursue. And anything that falls outside of those two categories 
is not something that you should be focusing on as a service or a product for your business. I love that. Well, I think that's a good challenge for this episode. And when we have our next episode, you're going to come back to talk about now, how do you price your services and plan for that as an entrepreneur, whether you're just starting to kind of make that jump from the nine to five to the entrepreneurial world, or if you're already working for yourself and you really want to get a better handle on how you can better price your services and better sell yourself for your future in your own business. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to give us a like and a follow on social media, which is all linked in our show notes and to give us a subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. If you are willing, we would love to get a review from you on iTunes or Spotify, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.